Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, um, and welcome to Japan. I don't know if I'm meant to be doing an intro. I assume Tim's done an in- intro. So if he has, thank you, Tim. But I'm here with Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, Jonathan. Um, well, where are we, Phil? Great question. We are in the middle of nowhere. Um, we are in Gora, mm-hmm. which is a small town in the Hakone region of Japan. And we are not a million miles from Mount Fuji, which means that we are a couple of hours south and west of Tokyo. Okay, so to be, to be precise, you are 10 hours away from Mount Fuji, by foot. By foot, by yes. Foot. Uh, <laughs> an hour and a quarter on uh, in uh, in the car, and we're in what can only be described as, I'd say, a very, very, very small national park. Yes. About, in fact, I want to say about seven kilometres wide, seven kilometres by about seven kilometres Oh no, it's bigger than the, the, the okay. national park is surely bigger than that. Well, I measured it. La- uh, I measured it last <laughs> night when I could not get, get get any sleep. So uh, I have not been out. You've been out for, for a walk today. I've not been out for a walk. I have not. I, th- I would say over the last three days, I've had maximum of two hours sleep, consecutive sleeps. So last night, I managed to uh, get uh, two hours followed by eight hours this morning. So finally, I feel fresh. So it is about two o'clock uh, Japanese time. Um, and yeah, we've been doing a few things. Um, a couple of us went for a nice long walk up a mountain. A couple of us took the easier cable car option, and we had a glimpse of Mount Fuji through the clouds uh, on the cable car down. So, not too bad in Hakone so far. No. Now, if you if your intention was to go somewhere to learn all about all about rugby, um, my advice to you is don't bother. Stay at home. Because since I've been here, I have learned nothing about rugby. I've missed two games, and because I don't understand any of the news sources, I, I don't seem to be getting any updates on any updates on, on anything. It has been difficult. We we have done a lot of travelling, so we did seven hours of travelling yesterday um, from Fukuoka subway, plane, limousine, bus, mm. uh, bullet train, regular bus, uh, and then about a mile walk down a very steep hill yeah. that we walked up this morning. Um, we were lucky enough, however, to be in attendance for USA-France. We were. And it was quite a good game, actually. I mean, it was an infuriating game. <laughs> well, I, I was supporting USA, so 
it was infuriating from my perspective, but only really the last 15 minutes. Because until 65 minutes, or until 66 minutes, when, when France scored what I think was their third try to start to pull away, it was 12-9, and mm. USA were in the game. Yeah. And, and in fact, USA had some brilliant territory and possession throughout the game where they failed to convert try-scoring opportunities. They Ultimately, they would knock on or, or give a penalty away. And had they converted one or a couple of those chances throughout that whole first 65 minutes... It could have been a different result. As it was, France did pull away quite convincingly in the last 15 minutes, and the scoreline probably did flatter France, and, and um, USA will probably be frustrated with that last period of the game. Yeah, it's probably worth talking a bit about U- talking about USA before we get on to France. But this is quite important for USA, because I think their intention is to show that over the last four years they have dramatically improved. And, you know, it's sort of in the same way as Japan have... Uh, have come on they want to be seen in that sort of light rather than you know Russia or um, you know I, I, I think they want to be felt as a peer a, a peer of say Georgia so putting up a good performance against U, uh, USA was absolutely against ab- France sorry against France uh, was, ab- was was absolutely critical now we managed to um, catch up with some of the USA boys in uh, in the airport outside of Fukuoka and what is really interesting was their comparison between France and England. Yeah. And after watching the USA game uh, against France and against England, I am so much more confident that England are actually going to get out of the group stage. I wasn't particularly <laughs> confident before. But just, just Your from... explicit prediction before was that England were not getting out of the group stage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean this, is, this is coming from the USA players themselves. They felt that... England are considerably more physical than France, which I, which I thought was actually quite a shocking thing to say. Yeah, it, it, the, what didn't come, come across from us observing the game in the, from the stands was the physicality, but a big, a big difference from, from the, the side of the pitch um, in the stadium was the structure of England compared to France. So, well, that's yeah. So France in. Um, any any phases where the play went more than about three or four phases, um, France's structure just totally broke down to the point where there were times when they'd honeypotted to the point that their whole they're in attack and their whole team were within fifteen twenty yards of one another. They just all honeypotted in. England do not do that. England have specific structures in place and they keep and maintain those tr- structures. Phase after phase after phase after phase. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was watching. If you were playing a game of touch, this this is not a joke. If you're playing a game of touch, say I don't know, 13, 13 aside, you know, just before you start tra- training, if your players had that structure around a breakdown, you would blow the whistle, you tell everyone to stand exactly as they are, and you'd make them correct their own mistakes yeah. and spread out across the field. Yeah, yeah. There was one. It's like telling off school kids. Yeah. And yet, despite that, so I guess the real, uh, the real, um, well, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to try, try say here. The, the real culprits, right, of this with the forwards. Um, the, the forwards, they didn't seem to, they didn't seem to want to do anything other than be about three yards away from, from the ruck and without any kind of structure to being around the ruck. Yeah. And even despite that, even despite having all of your forwards all, um, all around the ruck, they still were, were, still were getting turned over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it, so that middle period of the game, so between six minutes and 66 minutes, France did look pretty awful. But in the first six minutes, that first try they scored, which was brilliant, and a couple of the last tries, they were great and they showed just how dangerous they can be if they get their offloading game, their power game, and their attacking out wide game going like they did for probably the first half an hour against Argentina. So, it, so it, I'm not, I'm not overly confident. Uh, I'm confident that England should win, but I am still worried that if France can get it together for more than. Um, Oh, more than half of the game, they can do enough to hurt England. Yeah. So the word coming out of France is that yes, they of course did do very well against Argentina in yep. the first half. In the first half, and again they did enough in the last five minutes to but, win it. But but uh, the knock on them apparently from French from, from French journalists and whatnot is that they didn't do well uh, against. Argentina, Argentina were just absolutely awful. Now I can't <laughs> imagine how bad you'd need to be, you know, as a fully set of uh, a full set of paid professionals, to be worse than France against USA for sixty minutes. I can't imagine, but yeah, they were. So I, I'm not sure how much to, to take out, out, out of that or not. But there was a stage in the France USA game where if if France go for the corner. Rather than going for the sticks, I think that they that they actually win this. I mean, I actually think you know, the, the, France can get their third try. Do they tell? When Six, was it? Sixty-six minutes. Sixty-six minutes. It was the last it last fifteen, on. fourteen, fifteen minutes, and France pulled away with the three scores. Yeah, um, it's it's remarkable. France has gone from no coaching to having eight coaches, and despite having eight coaches, <laughs> uh, they don't seem to be doing anything. It's like you always say about fly halves. If you've got more than one fly half, you, you, don't, don't, you don't have any. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's another question for France because I actually thought that Lopez has been pretty good throughout, throughout this throughout the tournament. Uh, well, but I, again, after it, seeing him, I'm not sure I'd play him ever again. Same with um, well, and, and it was Entomac for most of the first game, wasn't it? Yeah. But then Lopez came on and slotted the drop goal. And, uh, and the other guy who had an absolutely horrendous game is a guy who I actually really like. It's Gitun. I've never seen anyone play. Play so bad in real life, and G- Gitoon didn't play well. And Raka, um, so Raka, he scored that first try, which was a brilliant crossfield kick. Which was that was the best thing that Camille Lopez did. In and, the, it, and also his drop goal to win the game in the game. Argentina. Uh, sorry, in in this game, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in this one game, that was the best thing Camille Lopez did. Um, Raka before that had knocked on four or five times, <laughs> and, like, and Gitoon was just—he's wild. Absolutely wild. Like, I mean, like you might say that you know to coin a phrase phrase from you, Phil. He was playing on tilt because <laughs> if some of the things he tried to do came off, he might have had a great game. But as it happened, uh, he threw a try scoring pass forward. Yeah, after that, making an em- enormous a great, break. Great break. Um, he, you know, he uh, he was caught. Ma- he was caught man and ball trying to make a break. What from what looked like some sort of exit play. And then he also threw a ball into, uh, into touch, attempt, attempting at least one miss pass. Could have been a double miss pass. Yeah. So just just stupid, stupid things. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that does nicely build onto a game that we are going to in um, a little over 24 hours' time, JB. Indeed. Um, so, so where do we start with England-Argentina? Because for England to to lose in the group stages or not get through... 
They've got to lose at least one of these two games, um, arguably both, depending on bonus points and other results. Um, so, how? first of all, based on what you've seen so far, how do you see this one going? I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, listen to the podcast to hear me say, I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> who knows? I, I mean, the build-up was quite, quite interesting. I'm still phenomenally concerned about Eddie Jones and how he treats his players. And I, I think that the confidence that they show outward, um, outwardly, because Eddie Jones has been shouting at them and putting them under you know, mental stress for God knows how long, I think that's very, very fragile. And if Argentina get get, get the upper hand, which they could ultimately do, I, I can see Argentina winning this. However, if Argentina's plan, and if you listen to all the press coverage prior to that, is about... You know, let's have a war with England. They're going to lose that. And they're not going to just lose it a little bit. They're going to lose it handily. So uh, it was interesting speaking to one of the USA um, guys, who I won't mention who it was, but he his view um, when he heard that we were English fans following, or most of us were English fans, following um, USA, he, he his view was England can definitely do it. England can definitely go all the way. And his view was, it's the backbone of that Saracens pack who have Saracens pack and um, Owen Farrell, who've done it so many times before in in mm. big competitions. And his his view um, was actually for them to do it, they need to pick Owen Farrell instead of George George Ford and Owen Farrell. Yeah. Um, although he didn't have an answer to, well, who plays twelve then? No, uh, no one has an answer to that. Yeah, which which is four years on is ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's staggeringly ridiculous. So, I'm I'm more confident than I was in in England chances overall. I still think New Zealand are heavy heavy favourites, but England have looked now, let's look not, reasonably impressive so far. Yeah, let's not forget they've not played a tier one team yet. No, no, they've okay, not. So you've got to remember that. Um, the Saracens pack that doesn't surprise me because they're bloody good players. What does worry me about that, though, is, you know, not to pick up on gossip from the papers and whatnot, but that is the knock on England, which is they're very tribal within the camp. There's the Saracens boys and everyone else, and they've had clear the air meetings, and, you know, it it is a thing. It definitely is a thing. Um, (laughs) So it's not particularly particularly healthy that those are the boys pulling, um, pulling England through. And lastly is this midfield. So if I was going to build a blueprint to beat England, it would be via the medium of Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell is not a 12, he's, he's never been a 12, uh, he plays badly when he's at 12, he make, uh, uh, he tries to make big hits as I've gone over time and time again. People people will cry and say that this is a defensive system. There is no defensive system that requires you to miss tackles. Um, he's, and, a, he's a good enough 12 to start for the Lions on that point. Yeah, fine. But, you know, that, but, but these are just like one-off games. You know, you, you, you can't analyse the Lions. You, you, know, you can't do anything particularly useful. They're very, very strange, strange games. Now, and and you, go 19 games undefeated and win two Six Nations playing at 12. But just just to, to play devil's advocate on your point. Yeah, but, I mean... But they've had some, well, well. some awful, awful losses. And, you know, those 19 games were not always... Nineteen games against the highest, the the highest quality opposition. Also, is Manu, also there is Manu. Manu is a very good player, right? But he has been forced; he's been shoehorned in in into the team for for his carrying. And again, 
defence and Simpsons be suspect. Yeah, If I true. had Manu and Owen Farrell in the midfield and I had two players, the likes of uh, you know, uh, De La Fuente and Orlando, I think I know which way I'm going. So are you predicting an Argentina win then? No, I'm predicting that's what they that's what they should do. Okay. They've, they've got to attack that that midfield area. Now the most stupid thing that they could do is talk about the Falklands War or uh, he didn't say that actually. He said it's going to be a, a war out there. But I just want to I really want to put on the record I'm mortally offended and will be tweeting about <laughs> it later. Um try, you know, try and be all macho, target England's scrum, well that's going to end badly for you. And then try to beat up the England forwards on the game line. That's going to end real, real bad, badly. They need to play just like the Haguaras do. Spread the ball about. And they can beat England. If they don't, it's going to be a big England win. And what do you think to the team selections? So we've, we've kind of briefly touched, touched on the Farrell, or Ford Farrell, Manu. Um, but there's other some other interesting selections. Um, so I, I'm assuming this is pretty much first choice based on the players that are fit mm-hmm. for England. Uh, there's some interesting selections on the bench. So, um, Mako comes in for his first appearance. Henry, yes. Henry Slade is in there. Um, and Jack Knoll is in for his first appearance. Um, anything you've got uh, an issue? And, and also, Lewis Ludlam is on the bench. Surprisingly <laughs> ahead of Mark Wilson, unless he's got a knock. Well, nothing really. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all who they bring in. On, uh, on the bench, including Lewis Ludlam, because if you make the squad, you're there. You're to good play. enough. Yeah. yeah. So there must be something which they like about him. Maybe which you know you don't get in Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson's a good carrier. I'd say um, Ludlam's slightly, slightly more explosive. Uh, they don't seem to have any backup there for um, their guys to get them, get get them over, get them over the game line in the backs. So there's no obvious money replacement should um, should should they need one, which would be very very worrying. Um, but having Mako come off the bench is, is pretty awesome, and Courtney Oars is pretty awesome, and Luke Cameron Dickey is pretty awesome. Yeah, they're, look, they're 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 a good team, but I think you know, do they come? Do they become mentally mentally fragile again, as they so often do? Um, <laughs> and, 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 but 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 they do, right? Scotland uh, towards South Africa. I mean, just two un- unbelievable uh, Wales. Scotland and Wales, yes. I'm not sure about the tour to South oh, Africa. come off it. They lost two leads of over, what, 15 points? Both of which were uh, at significant altitude. Well, and then and then comfortably won the game yeah, at not at altitude. I, I get it. I I'm get not it. saying correlation I, is I, causation. Yeah, I get it. Faf de Klerk trains at altitude all the time. He had a massive <laughs> advantage over everyone else. But, um... So the, yeah, the more, more, more interesting selections. Um, Nicolas Sanchez dropped. Yeah, I saw out, this. Out of the 23 altogether. So Erdipleta comes in. So he, he's he's a very very competent kicking controlling fly half who's won the top fourteen with cast. So he, he's a very good player. But it's a it's quite a big surprise. It's quite a shock to actually see Sanchez dropped altogether. Yeah, and obviously because we are in Japan, we have no idea why he's been dropped. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't read the news. I can't do anything. Um, other, but you know, other than that, that's a very, very nice looking, look, looking Argentine back, back line. I, I have no idea. I have no idea if Ben Erdipadella is better, worse. I, I, just, I simply don't know. More stable is what I would suggest. A very stable genius. Stable, stable, mm. very stable. Um, prediction on this game, then, Jay. Put your money where your mouth is. I know you said I don't know about twenty times already, but your prediction is going to be. 
Argentina by seven. I think England by two scores. So let's just say England by ten or more points. Ask me after ten minutes in, t- <laughs> in, in tomorrow's game. I'll have, I'll have a very good answer for you then. Well, after ten minutes in the France game, you were shouting that France are going to win the World Cup. Yeah, well, I thought, you know, they can extrapolate that six minutes into That's, 80. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Um, how would you beat England? Um, it's a good question. I, I think your analysis on the defensive weaknesses of Ford, Farrell and Tuolagi is correct. Um, so I, I would be targeting them. Now, were I Eddie Jones, I would be looking, and this this might be a reason why he's doing it, I'd be looking for my two ultra-mobile back rows to be stiffening up that defence. So mm. certainly, certainly anything but a scrum, I want one or both of those in midfield as a, a target man. So that that is the weak point defensively. Now, I, I do like it offensively because um, it allows you to go get the ball wide um, earlier and use what is an electric back three. I mean, Johnny May, Anthony Watson, Elliot Daly are rapid, steppy. They've got so much talent going forward. Yeah, I think Watson's too talented. I've said this so many times. <laughs> like he, he's so talented that he backs himself when maybe when maybe he shouldn't. Uh, I can't I can't disagree though. They are they are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, fairly they, handy. Can they work as a unit? I mean, it's a fairly new unit. Um, they're looking more and more solid. They're, they're still there are still questions positionally under the high ball a little bit. More, more from um, Elliot Daly at fifteen, but he, he's getting more and more experience and he's looking looking solid enough. Yeah, I wonder, you know, if I'd if I'd move Watson to fifteen, he, he's got more experience to fifteen. You can still have Elliot Daly on the field. Is Elliot Daly so important that he has to play fifteen at all costs? Well, what what they do when we were watching the other night, often Ford or Faz will drop back into that position. Who are both fairly steady. Um, under the high ball, but to give you another kicking option, because Elliot mm. Daly's got obviously a very good boot, but to have more of a controlling kicking option there as well. I've just noticed Jonathan Joseph is not in the squad at all, and again, he could yep. be injured, he could, something could happen, we would never know because we're in Japan. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, I, that, that amazes me. I think he's been England's be- um, well, not best player, he's been a very, very good player for the last two games. That amazes me. Oh dear, oh dear. Yep. So, there's our predictions for that. by five, seven. Now, there has been some other rugby. We saw a little bit of the New Zealand-Canada game. Yeah. Um, which we saw more than enough to know that it was fairly comfortable at all times for, for New Zealand. Um, this, this is quite a sad game, actually, because it reminded me of the days before the Tier 2 Nations became quite quite good at rugby. I mean the, the 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 golfing class was so so big. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. And New Zealand didn't score anything in the last 20 minutes. Didn't score any points in the last 20 minutes. So it could and re- actually really should have been a significant significantly higher score for New Zealand. Now New Zealand have got a short turnaround. And the, I don't know if, I don't know if you've seen uh, it's a short turnaround between Canada and Namibia. So it's it's not really going to make any difference. But I don't know if you've seen the the starting lineup. Seen, oh God, yeah, they're on the, the, they're up on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so so do, do you know what will, do you know what will knock will be here? The thing which frustrates me most. I think last World Cup there was 
some evidence that the Tier 2 teams had a worse turnaround schedule than they, the Tier 1s. They did. Def- definitely the last yeah. World Cup. This year, there are going to be short turnarounds. But there has to be short turnarounds because... You know, because it, well, you just need them. Okay, that's that. Unless you want the tournament to be fifteen weeks long. Yes. Now, New Zealand have got a short turnaround. Nobody will mention this, but but they will. But they probably will talk about talk about talk about Namibia. Every time Tier Two nation now has a short turnaround, people throw, throw up their hands and they exclaim, "Oh, it's not fair!" You know, it's some structural inadequacy, and it's already started. Despite the fact that World Rugby have structured the tournament to make sure it's almost completely fair. Actually, the team with the the fewest short turnarounds, the best um, setup, is Japan. Yeah, you know, they ha- they do have a home advantage in but they do have comfortable six or seven day turnaround between every game. Yeah, so we've got quite a good block of games now. This is the third round, isn't it? So we've got South Africa, Italy today, uh, Australia, Uruguay, England, Argentina, which is monumentally huge. Yeah. Um, Japan, Samoa. That we- is a strange game. It'll be an interesting game. Um, it should be one that Japan relatively comfortably win, but um, you never know. You never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know, know because they're not quite a tier one nation. Other, other better teams have um, fallen foul of Samoa, Fiji, Tonga in past tournaments. So now Samoa, do you think that they give World Rugby a bit of a problem because would they play like they've never seen a directive in their life? <laughs> Um, they, their game against Scotland that we watched the other night was not particularly good, was it? No, not no. not particularly good from either team. To oh be God, fair. I forgot about exactly how bad that was. That yeah. was yeah, no was... one could catch the ball. It was probably the worst game of rugby I've seen for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the game on Sunday, you mentioned New Zealand, Namibia. I just mentioned that the interesting thing about that selection, the squad selection for them, is both of their first choice fly halves have started. Both games, mm-hmm. so Bowden Barrett at fifteen and Moonga at ten. So, have you seen who's starting ten for New Zealand this time round? Yeah. No, gone. Jordy Barrett. Oh, is he? Yeah. After playing wing against Canada, he starts at ten. So, it'll be. It, it's not going to cause any problems in this game, but it'll just be an interesting little experiment. Yeah, and uh, the last one, the eminently losable game for France, France Tonga. Which in in 2011, when they almost won the whole tournament, they lost to Tonga in, maybe, the, gr- in the group stage. Maybe lost to Tonga might really get them together for England. Maybe, maybe, maybe or it might cause even more turmoil in the camp. I would hate to be French. I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine. I mean, I'd love to be French, don't get me wrong. I like the food, food. I like the culture, I love their players individually. But how can they live with, how can they live with this rugby team? Um... I don't know. How can they? How can they get over the stress? It's so it? stressful. Um, we we did make. We were having some um, some fish. Sorry, seafood at a little food stall. Chatting to a few three really nice French blokes shortly after the USA yeah. France game. Bayonne fans, and they were not particularly optimistic about France's chances either against England or in the tournament generally. I'm amazed. I'm gen. I'm just amazed. I'm amazed by 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 the whole thing. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, right, well, that's a little roundup of what we've seen so far. Um, Jamie, do you want to just before we clock off? Yeah. Do you want to describe what you're wearing? I'm wearing a... What, what is it? Traditional Japanese robe type thing. Yeah, what's the actual word for it? CJ, what, uh, what's, what's the word for this thing I'm wearing? Kimono. Kimono. There, there yeah, you I mean, go. I'm full, on, full on kimono. When we got here, um, each um, each bed has got a little kimono um, ready, so I thought, thought I'd, I'd, I'd quite like it. And we're about to go and have our... Have you spoken about the second, onsen? Well, we're, we're going to have another onsen experience... It, now, in the next five minutes. Can't wait. Have we spoke about our, I don't think we have, our male-only capsule hotel. Hang on, there's with, only females in this one, is there? With onsen. So th- there is a theme park onsen thing nearby that presumably is mixed. Not That's not for me. I'd, I'd much rather the male-only one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it was, it was, that was an incredible experience, that capsule hotel, wasn't it? I love it. I mean, everything I about the whole thing was incredible. Love, I don't know. So I'm torn. My initial, in my initial thought on it was, I love this because you drop off your bag. Um, you, I mean, ours must have been decorated in the 80s, but it's been yeah. very, very well maintained since. So I absolutely love that. I mean, yeah. I have, like these little narrow wood, like wooden lockers. Um, you then walk around to the bathroom, and you've got um, so not the bathroom, the toilet, as in the room with baths. In it, yeah, uh, I love the style of washing, sitting on your sitting stool. on your little stool. So I'll just point out something now: why I think everyone should sit on a stool and have a shower rather than stand up, and um, particularly with the, with the mirror. When you stand in front of the mirror and you kind of do this little self assessment, you go, "Yeah, looking okay." It's because you're standing up and you sort of manipulate the angles at which you can look at yourself. <laughs> when you're sitting down <laughs> with your stomach all crunched all over you, you think, God, I'm disgusting. And it was that onsen experience that made me think, God, I'm disgusting, and get went for a 10-mile walk immediately afterwards. <laughs> so everyone should sit down and shower. It was very good, though, that onsen. And, and that was in a hostel-type um, hotel. So... This one, I'm, ho- I'm looking forward to the one, and th- there is genuine hot springs around here. Yeah, because um, it's a volcano up the road. Yeah, only ten, mile, only ten hours walk. There's a road close. Each and I were walking through a volcanic activity area. You could see the sulphur coming out wow. of the ground. It's pretty cool. So we've got that to look forward to now before we head off to Tokyo tomorrow. Bullet train back to Tokyo for England Argentina. Yes, I had my Strava on, on the bullet train, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I've broken a few records. 170 miles an hour? Yep. Heart rate at 68. <laughs> Chilling out. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um guess you can find us and um, what we're doing 
on Twitter at Rugby Podcast or, or me at Jay Beardmore or even Tim at Cocker. Um, buy some razors if you want or uh, you know, look, Tim can do this. So what I'll yeah. do is I'll hand, hand you over to Tim and uh, yeah, we will see you on Sunday with a fuller podcast with all three of us. So and- from me and Phil, um, sayonara. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.